This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 15th of January. In your Squiz today, Donald Trump is impeached again. A shark attack in a Western Australian river. World Health Organisation scientists touch down in China. And keeping up with TikTok. This is your Squiz today. The result of the vote in the US House of Representatives was 232 to 197 in favour of charging President Donald Trump for inciting a mob that ran on the Capitol last week. Claire, this makes him the first president to be impeached twice. It saw some 10 Republicans, so those from Donald Trump's party, vote with the Democrats to do so. That's the highest level of cross-party support in history. It's all pretty wild and there's a number of directions we could go with this, but today we're going to give squizzes a little insight into what the public in the US thinks about all of this. And there's a new poll that Axios and Ipsos have done uh, really to get a flavour about what voters are thinking. And when you look across the political spectrum, basically no Trump supporters think that he should be removed from office ahead of him leaving the presidency next week. 24% of traditional Republicans also agree he shouldn't be removed from office. About half of voters in the middle on either side of the fence. But when you get to Democrat supporters and progressive liberals, they basically all think he should be removed from office. That spread is also reflected on questions about whether Trump has acted appropriately since November's election and also about whether he should run in 2024. What that really points to is a very divided America. Yeah, we've said it before, but we'll say it again. Polls can be fickle, but what this certainly does show is that there's still plenty of evidence pointing to Trump having significant public support. He's been impeached, so Claire, take us through what happens now. So from a process point of view, there's a Senate trial that awaits. There's been a lot of speculation about how that might happen, whether it could happen before Joe Biden's inaugurated on the 20th of January. But it seems that that will happen after Trump leaves office now, potentially more than three months away because they want to give Joe Biden some free air to get his agenda underway, to start tackling the coronavirus crisis, to start dealing with the economy, all sorts of things that he needs a bit of a clean run on. Yeah, and just how that might look is that a two-thirds majority will be needed to convict Donald Trump. That means 17 Republicans would have to vote with the Democrats in what is an evenly split chamber at the moment. We talked about that yesterday. From there, Claire, if he is convicted, senators could then hold another vote to block him from running for elected office again, which is something he hasn't ruled out. Staying in the US and there's lots of talk about further violent protests in the lead up to Joe Biden's inauguration and then questions about how things will operate beyond that. It's certainly something Jack Dorsey, the head of Twitter, has been reflecting on given he's made comments about their moves to ban the president from the platform, Claire. What he said yesterday is that it's clear that offline harm as a result of online speech is demonstrably real. But he also said that Trump's ban from Twitter, which of course is his favourite social media platform, has been a failure of ours ultimately to promote healthy conversation. It's a really interesting insight from a really interesting guy who usually is quite thoughtful about these things. As for other platforms, Snapchat has made their position very clear. They've banned Donald Trump. Trump 
permanently. And Airbnb has taken the step of cancelling all accommodation bookings to Washington, D.C. next week. That comes as authorities urge people not to travel to the capital in light of expected protests. All right, over to WA now, Claire, and there's been a bull shark attack that's left a Perth man seriously injured. It happened in the Swan River at a place called Blackwell Reach. It's kilometres from the ocean, Claire. Yeah, Cameron Rathall, he's aged in his 50s. He had to be pulled out of the water by a nearby swimmer and by kayaks. He was rushed to hospital. He's had surgery. He's said to be in a critical but stable condition. There was a big injury to one of his legs. Those bull shark attacks are very rare. The last fatal attack in the area was 1923. They usually are in harbours. There was an attack in Sydney Harbour, of course, some years ago now on a Navy diver. But to happen upriver is really unusual. Thank you for reassuring us all that that is very, very rare. And if you think, though, that you've been hearing about shark attacks more often than usual, you actually aren't wrong. It's why we've done a squeeze shortcut on the history of shark attacks in Australia and theories as to why of late there seems to have been a lot more. I'll pop a link to that in your episode notes. People listening might remember that last year, international finance watchdog Oztrack was looking into allegations that bribes were paid to the tune of some $2.3 billion to pursue child sex allegations against Cardinal George Pell. Now they said an error means they were off by about $2.2 billion. It's somewhat of a significant error, Claire. Yeah, the allegation was that maybe witnesses had been paid to give evidence against him. Of course, what uh, an investigation from the church and from others said was that that hadn't happened. Uh, Federal police came to that conclusion as well. But the emergence late in December that potentially there were billions of dollars that had been transferred from the Vatican to Australia really had people scratching their heads. Yep, turns out that Oztrack that had made that claim were off by about $2.2 billion. It's a coding error, they say. The real figure is around $9.5 million that's been transferred from Rome to Australia. And what the church says is that that's just for general, ordinary payments for the management of the church's affairs. Yeah, Oztrack now says it's looking into its processes. On COVID and that team of scientists from the World Health Organization who are on a mission to investigate the origins of the coronavirus pandemic have landed in Wuhan, Claire. They have a couple from that travelling party have had to stay behind in Singapore after testing positive to coronavirus antibodies. What happens to that team that have made it? They're in a couple of weeks quarantine and then they'll spend a couple of weeks interviewing researchers and medical staff and seafood market vendors, really getting to the bottom of what happened with the start of that coronavirus is at the core of what they're trying to do. There's a lot of scepticism, though, about whether they'll be able to carry out that task because of China's heavy involvement and their interest in not necessarily being as transparent as they could be. Yeah, as for what's happening with COVID in China, yesterday they recorded a 10-month high of 138 new COVID cases, but lots of question marks about whether what they're reporting is accurate. It's always helpful, Claire, to be across what's going down on TikTok, just in case it comes up in conversations, particularly if you're talking to a youth, a young person. (laughs) So so apparently sea shanties are a big deal. So we're talking the songs sailors would have sung aboard merchant ships. 
Kate, just going to our point about 2021 stacking up to be a bit of a weird one. Yeah. 2021, year of the sea shanty. People are calling it. Get online. Have a look. I'll pop an article about this in your episode notes. It's such catchy music. Oh, Exactly, and they're a very particular type of song. And uh, if you've got uh, a bloke in your life with that very deep tenor voice, yeah. get him onto it. Quite catchy. And here I was thinking that videos showing how to build the perfect tortilla wrap sandwich was the latest thing on TikTok, but I must be way behind. Have you seen those? Oh, no, I haven't. It's doing the rounds. You cut right. them into quarters and fold them over, and I think plenty of people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And Claire, we're going to start from time to time to do what we like to call at the squeeze, squeeze the day. And that's a look at what might be happening today in the news, famous anniversaries, historical dates. Kick us off. Uh, On the historical end, it's the anniversary of the death of Australian photographer Frank Hurley. He's a renowned World War I photographer. He was also one of the first to get to Antarctica and documented some pretty momentous events. Yeah, I'll pop that link in your episode notes as well. And for me, a reminder for those who are not cricket fans that the fourth test starts today in Brisbane, Australia, has to win to avoid either losing the series or a draw, which would see India retain the Border Gavaskar trophy. Before we finish up, Claire, listeners may not know that The Squiz has a weekly quiz that goes up on our website on Fridays. Ten questions to test how well you listened this week. A bit of a teaser, the first question is, which regional hotspot in a non-COVID-related sense saw the most growth in home prices in 2020? Give us the answer, Claire. (laughs) Well, we covered that off yesterday. I'm sure you remember. It's the Grampians in Victoria. It is. That's one point for you to get started. Exactly. Dive into that, thesqueeze.com.au. That's all from us and we'll be back on Monday. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.